everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It's August 26th. It's 2021, and we have nine baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my good buddy, my bearded brother from another mother, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? Yeah, not too much. Not, not having a great baseball day, but no, still having pretty solid overall baseball week. So can't really complain. Just ready to get through the next week, and then I'm on a five-day-long golf trip. It's going to be beautiful. Solid. Well, yeah. I hope you have fun. So. Oh, I'm sure I will if I don't die. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I got Daytona this week. I'm going to be at the racetrack for the first time since February of 2020. I think this is the longest that I've ever gone without being at a racetrack. Yeah, I think this is the longest I've ever gone. Nope, never mind. I've been to many professionals, but I forgot I've been to a lot of Rockies games in the last year. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I went to some um, Magic games and stuff. So, but anyway. Let's uh let's jump in. Nine games, a lot to talk about. It's a lot of options. Uh, we're getting into crunch time. We got nine baseball games on a Thursday. That's very unlikely sometimes. So Cardinals and Pirates is where we get started here. This game currently at a nine total. And the Cardinals are a 155 favorite. We have Mikolas against Keller. Any interest here in Miles Mikolas? Not a ton. I mean, I don't mind the price tag. I don't mind the spot going up against the Pirates. It is pretty decent hitting weather over there in Pittsburgh, and he just, just face these guys. Put up 18 points, so, like, there's worse things you can do. He's definitely in play, but there's a few guys I really like in this range, so because of that, he's not going to make the cut, but anyone who wants to play him, not going to argue with that going up against this below-average Pittsburgh lineup. He got stretched out to 84 pitches in the last game, so... I wouldn't be surprised if they get up, him up over 90, like just not a bad spot, not a bad price. Just there's other options in the same range. I think he's okay. Um, but that's all he is. He like, he just put up 18 against this team and then his first start back. And I mean, I think you could do a little bit better and pitch a little bit deeper into the game. So I definitely want to see the umpire that's projected to be behind the plate for this game. He's a guy that will take an inch if he's getting an inch. Um, so big-time control guy. This lineup is obviously nothing that scares us here in Pittsburgh. So, um, yeah, I mean, on the other side, we have Keller. He's 6'2". I mean, I'm probably, like, going to pass on Keller here. I'm not happy about this, but I'm probably going to play a decent amount of him. It's a weird spot. I mean, he just put up, what, 25, 23 against this team last time out. And Keller is a very interesting guy. Like, big, big splits. Like, he has a, his changeup is kind of trash, so he's pretty much just a fastball, slider, curveball guy. And, like, looking into his numbers a little bit more, it's just a spot where they're going to roll out seven righties. And they're not particularly great against right-handed pitching. They're just kind of all right. They don't strike out a huge clip, but he's got a 26% K rate on the season, slightly below average Woba and ISO good enough to righties. But if he's only facing two lefties, one of which really is not great versus right-handed pitching and Edmund, who just has been bad since the beginning of last season versus righties. It's really just Carlson and then normal things to worry about. So, I, I like the price tag of 6.2K. I don't think anyone's going to play him. I like the ballpark, 
I plan on playing a decent amount of Mitch Keller. It can entirely blow up in my face, but that's what I'm doing. I mean, I hear you. Um, I mean, it was one of the best starts he's had all season last time out against the Cardinals. Everything kind of went his way. I mean, sure, he could do it again. Um, I'm not going to bet on that, but, man, I hear you. I hear you, Grant. I hear you. Um, Mitch Keller is a dude that allows a ton of hard contact, generates very little soft contact. So as far as the Cardinals' bats go, I mean, I don't mind looking at maybe like DeJong, 3.8K. Um, we'll have to see if O'Neal's back in the lineup or not. What are your thoughts here on the Cardinals' bets? I mean, Carlson's the guy that stands off the page. He's 3.3K. Like I said, Keller has some pretty extreme splits. He's given up a 4.10 Woba this season to lefties. So Carlson just – he's the main guy that stands out. I'm not going to argue with anyone else. Again, Keller has been bad recently, but I just don't generally like targeting righties against him too much. He does give up a lot of hard contacts with Goldschmidt and Arenado, both fine, but I don't want to pay those price tags in that ballpark. Cardinals are – have a 5.1 team total and i think that's just too high and i think they're going to draw enough ownership where i'm probably just going to stay away uh any interest in the pirates bats here not really i mean reynolds it's kind of it Mikolas is not a bad overall pitcher and reynolds is the only real good bat over on pittsburgh i mean if chavez is leading off again i doubt he will um go not going up against the lefty but if he's leading off then he's not the worst play in the world going up against a low strikeout pitcher but just pittsburgh's probably someone you can avoid on this big enough big of a slate yeah i'm probably not going to play them mikolas is a ground ball guy i mean generates a lot of soft contact with the junkie throws so i'm not looking at this one arizona at or yeah arizona at philly um this game Eight and a half total, and the Philadelphia Phillies are a 160 favorites. We got Zach Gollin, Zach Eflin, the battles of the Zachs. Uh, any interest here in Zach Gollin? Yeah, I really like him here, and I don't think I'll have that much ownership. Obviously, a guy that can get really wild. Philly's not particularly a high strikeout team, but probably going to throw out six righties going up against him, which is definitely a plus for him. I know that they can work the count, but – you're looking at the slate with a lot of guys that are overpriced, a few bad pitchers, and then a few guys in the 8K range, 7K range that you're probably not going with. Darvish is coming off the DL. So pitching options really aren't great on this slate. There's just a lot of mediocre options. So I'm taking the upside, I think, with Gallon going up against the Phillies here, even though it's not going to be great pitching weather and they aren't a particularly great matchup. Gallon's just a guy that has enough upside and can go late enough into the games. He's been had, had a pretty solid pitch count for, what, a month now? He can go up over 100 pitches easily. So he's he's kind of the guy, and he's put up some pretty decent outings recently. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't mind him in this spot. The strikeout upside's there. Like you mentioned, he should get five to seven righties, and he's a 31% K rate against righties, and he typically generates – ground balls and and doesn't get blown up by lefties either so i mean this game being in philly is a little worrisome but i mean this dude just threw a really good game in cores so the upside is is there for zach gollin um efflin on the other side i mean he's gonna pitch here and he hasn't thrown an over a month in a big league game and he only threw two and a half two and one third innings in his last rehab start saturday 
Zach Eflin's ninety three hundred. Do we trust the pitch count at all? Or no, is this not no, 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 like, no. Don't don't play him at this price yeah. tag. That's that's absolute. Like he should be seven k. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking, and I don't even know if I'd play him at seven k, uh, because I'm I'm really worried just pitch count overall. Yeah, no, he's probably not going more than four innings. Just just avoid him. Uh, Arizona bats, anything here? Marte. It's kind of it. Like, Eflin's not a bad overall pitcher. They're priced mostly how they should be. Like, I don't want to pay 4.5K for Rojas. Cabrera's fine, but not great. Peralta, Smith, Varsho, all guys that are probably priced where they should be. I'm just staying away. Um... And then on the Philly side, I mean, Hoskins and Harper, if you want to add a third piece, I don't mind maybe looking at like a little three-man stack. But, I mean, I don't love the bats in this game. Yeah, no, it's just not really a great spot, Gallon Can get a little wild to walk some guys. Can give up some power. So, yeah, if you want to take the power bats and Harper or Hoskins or go with a cheaper power bat in McCutcheon, that's fine and dandy. But – I don't want to pay 6.4K for Harper. And I don't want to pay 5K for Hoskins. Cutchin's the only one you're getting a little bit of a discount with. And even that, I prefer him going up against the lefty. So I'm kind of right there with you. Bats in this game are just kind of a stay away from me. All right. We got Washington at Miami. Hernandez and Corbin facing off in this one. This game currently at a seven and a half total. And it's a pick game pretty much everywhere. Um, any interest here in Corbin? I don't think so. Like, if there's ever a spot to take him, it's going up against Miami in Miami. Obviously, a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact, but will probably be facing seven, eight righties. Just not really great versus righties. 8.2K, probably a bit too much to pay for him. The guy is past his prime by... A decent margin did put up one good outing going up against Milwaukee, but overall in the last month, just been bad. So I, if he was cheaper, I'd probably take a shot considering the matchup, but at his price tag, no chance. I mean, the matchup is fantastic. Um, but like you said, outside of that, the price is not <laughs> so I mean, I think you could do worse on this slate than taking shots on Patrick Corbin because the Marlins are just not good um, overall. Hernandez on the other side, I mean, 68 pitches last time out. I mean, I I definitely worry about the pitch count a lot, but, I mean, he's 7,600. You're really going to need a ceiling spot from him. Yeah, no, just I don't think he can get there. He hasn't pitched more than 82 in a game. He'll likely be pulled at around 70. They have no reason to let any of their young – Pitchers go that late into the game. It is a decent matchup going up against Washington, and he's a decent overall pitcher. But just yeah, you don't have a you don't have an upside game here. And even though it's a good ballpark, just not really worth taking a chance on him, knowing that at best you're probably getting five innings out of him. Um, Washington bats anything here? Soto is a one off. That's really it. No one else really. Great. I don't like that ballpark. So one target, probably no one. I mean, you can throw in some of these cheap bats. They're really inexpensive, but I feel like you can get cheap bats at other spots on the slate. So 
I'm I'm out on Washington. Yeah, and then I mean on the Miami side, Brinson's been decent against lefties this season. Jesus Aguilar has a little bit of power, but I'm not going to go out of my way. I honestly don't hate. I I do not like this ballpark, but you can get Aguilar, you can get Brinson, you can get Brian Anderson, you can get Alfaro. All at really cheap price tags going up against a guy that gives up some of the most barrels in the league for plate appearance. It's the, not the worst spot in the world to take a little mini three-man stack with those power bats, knowing that the core can easily give up a bomb or two. They're not good, but the price tag is fair. So going with Aguilar, Brinson, Anderson, Alfaro is not a bad move. All right, moving on. I mean, these first three games have just kind of been mediocre. Um, and we're not done yet. <laughs> yeah, it gets better. It does. San Francisco at New York, nine total. Um, some places at eight and a half. And the Giants, a slight favorite here, 125 to 130. Alex Wood, Carlos Carrasco, any interest here in Alex Wood? I don't hate it. I'm not a huge fan of it. It's a solid overall ballpark, but it is a um a little bit of bad pitching weather wood has been off and on pretty much all season long his overall numbers on the season are pretty solid he has had some walk troubles over the last 10 games after having really good control of most of it 8.7k is a little bit high of a price tag but if they roll out several lefties i mean wood's been very very solid going up against lefties this season and not really worried about bombs, which is what you kind of have to worry about going up against this offense above average strikeout lineup. So while I prefer him to be a little bit cheaper, he's definitely a guy that will be in consideration considering really not a ton to love in the eight to nine K range. Yeah. I mean, I think he's okay. I think he's a guy that, you know, puts up 20 to 25 here. He's been a lot better at home this season than on the road, but, I mean, this is not a bad pitcher's ballpark by any means. Uh, Carlos Carrasco on the other side, I mean, he looked okay against the Dodgers. He still didn't look like him, like his old self, but, I mean, the Giants lineup is good. They're getting healthy. Um, any interest here in Carlos Carrasco? Not really. I mean, that was the longest he's gone in a game at five innings, only went 78 pitches. It was going up against the Dodgers, so – Bravo to him for putting up a pretty decent outing, but the Giants are a fairly tough matchup. Carrasco, I don't think he's going to go late enough into the game. I don't mind the price tag, but again, there's two guys that's slightly cheaper that I'd rather go one in gallon, one that we'll get to later. So I just, I, I don't think that it's the best idea in the world going up against this tough lineup. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot more interest in the Giants bats in this game than I have in Carrasco. I really, honestly, I don't have any interest in Carrasco, to be honest. So uh, let's talk Giants bats here. I mean, I think they're one of the top stacks on the slate. I just wish it was in a different ballpark. Yeah, I mean, it does help that it's going to be 85 with decent humidity. So I, I still don't mind. Like, I'll still play him. Mean, you look at all the numbers of these guys going up against righties, I mean, Wade, Belt, Bryant, Dickerson, Crawford, Yaz all have very good numbers going up against varieties this season. Carrasco don't have a huge sample size, but realistically, he should be about splits neutral. Um, so taking lefties or righties is fine with me. The price tag on these hitters outside of Bryant are all fairly affordable. So, yeah, I'm right there with you on 
Giants. I wish it was a different stadium, but the weather is definitely, definitely enough to put me on them a decent amount here. Uh, Mets, anything here against Wood? I'll play Alonzo as a one out versus anyone, but it's really it. Yeah, I mean, maybe Javi Baez too, if I'm just looking for like power upside. And if I'm going to play those two together, I'd maybe throw in like a JD Davis or somebody that's cheap. But I mean, I'm probably not going to end up there. We'll see. All right, moving on. Twins and Red Sox. This game has a 10 total, and the Red Sox are a minus 300 favorite. Uh, John Gant against Chris Sale. I'm guessing you don't have any interest in John Gant. None whatsoever. Close to the same K rate to walk rate. Gives up hard contact, just no. I mean, Chris Sale, the only thing that like you're semi-worried about here is just pitch count. You know, he was throwing great against Texas the other night, and they only let him go five innings. He was at 71 pitches. He's 10-2. He's one of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball. Minnesota's lineup strikes out a ton. Any interest here in Sale at 10-2? Yeah, I don't care. I'll still use a lot of them. Um, Hopefully, I mean, they're still in playoff contention. I think the reason that they took them out uh, going up against Texas is because I'm pretty sure they're up like 5-0 at that point. So they're still trying to get into the playoffs. Sale, very good. Pitched 89 pitches in his first outing. Again, they just wanted to get him the win there. If it's a blowout, they might t- pull him at five innings. If it's closer, then I'm guessing they're probably going to let him go a little bit later into the game. Regardless, he can still put up 25 plus points going up against this high strikeout lineup. When he's sitting at a 32% K rate on the season, 2.3 X, but doesn't walk any guys. And this is a 25% K rate lineup. I mean, it might not help if they. I always watch out to see who they actually put in the lineup. I mean, a studio and Arias, both guys that can definitely make things worse uh, for opposing pitchers for fantasy point production because they're very low walk rates and or very low uh, strike rates rather. But Sale is potentially top option on the slate, and I'm expecting Scherzer to get more ownership. So I honestly might go more with Sale because of the much better matchup. Yeah, I mean. It's really hard not to have interest in sale. It really, I mean, like I have zero interest in the Minnesota bats. Like None. they're, they're cheap. Like Donaldson and Garber and these guys are cheap, but I just, I can't do it. Agreed. Uh, the Red Sox are the top stack on the slate. Yeah. It's not remotely close. Like the only thing to get off of them for is ownership, but just play every like literally everyone one through nine. This lineup is a good play. Gant's terrible bullpen behind him really is not fantastic. Sure, they've been worn out. Like just play him. I mean, like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sugarcoating this one. I mean, this is the spot you play the Red Sox. I mean, I honestly I don't even care what the ownership is. This is the spot that you know I, I want to play the Red Sox. All right, Texas at Cleveland. This game is at nine, nine and a half some places, and the Indians are a 175 favorite. Lyles against Henches. Any interest here in Jordan Lyles? No, I, I just don't generally play Jordan Lyles. He's 
slightly below average K rate pitcher, well below average pitcher, giving up 200 ISO both sides of the plate. Cleveland's got some pop, good hitting weather, no interest in Lyles. Yeah, I don't have, I mean, I don't have any interest in Henches, I don't think. I don't think he's going to pitch deep enough in this game. Lefties against Texas are so juicy, and he's 6,500. You think he's going to throw 90 pitches, and you think he can get there. I just, I personally don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, if he, if I, if you told me I was going to get 100 pitches out of him, I'd definitely consider it. But he's just been bad this season, sitting at a five-seven xFIP, walks a lot of guys, gets wild. This team is bad, but doesn't really matter too much when you're not getting a ton of upside out of your pitcher. So, no, no real interest in him. All right. Uh, any interest in the Texas Bats? I played him today. I mean, I don't hate Garcia. I don't hate Lowe. Mini stacking is not the worst idea in the world, but it's really just those two bats. Yeah, I mean, Garcia, he, he like continues to be like popular, it seems like, um, every day. It just doesn't. He just doesn't want to hit. I mean, he's thirty one hundred. Not a ton of protection in the lineup around him. Um, I mean, if you get that like fifteen plus game, I mean, you're gonna want him. On the Cleveland side, I think Cleveland's a really good secondary stack today. I think they're gonna be a team that you can look at to secondary stack. Lyles is a very hittable pitcher. Um, any interest here in Cleveland? Yeah, kind of on the same page. Obviously, Fran Mill and Ramirez, both guys that can hit the ball to the park and. Lyles gives up a lot of hard contact, a lot of fly balls. Like, just not really a great overall pitcher. It's solid hitting weather. Throwing those two, and then, I mean, I'm fine with a full stack. I'm fine with a mini stack. It's just you want those two guys, and then Straw is cheap, Zimmer's cheap, Miller's cheap. Pretty much everyone in this lineup outside of Fran Miller Ramirez is cheap every single day. Go ahead and throw any of those guys in there, but that's just more for price savings than anything. It's, it's really Ramirez and Reyes at the two that stayed out as great plays. All right. We got three games left. We got the Dodgers and the Padres. It's Scherzer and Darvish. It's actually, it sounds like it's going to be Darvish this time. Um, I've talked about him the last two days facing the Dodgers <laughs> the night before. Uh, this game had an eight total, and the Dodgers are a 140 favorites. Uh, any interest here in Max Scherzer? Yeah, he's right there with Sales, the top pitcher on the slate, potentially the top pitcher overall on the slate. Gets a better ballpark, but a tougher matchup than Sale, but can go later into the game. They've shown that they're going to let him go over 100 pitches a game if he's pitching well and if it works out. I know that Padres are a tough lineup, but Urias shut him down. Bueller's doing pretty well right now. Scherzer is just as good in 10.4K. He's probably the top overall pitcher on the slate in terms of raw points. Yeah, I mean, Scherzer could dominate this game. Yep. I mean, so in, in tournaments, you have to have some exposure to Scherzer here. Um, Darvish, I mean, it's the same thing I've been saying the last couple of days. He's all right. I mean, the Dodgers are good against right-handed pitching. Darvish is a high upside guy anytime he takes the mound. I mean, that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, I'm worried a little bit coming back from injury, whether they might be a little careful with him, but they, I don't know, like they, they might just give him his full lot of pitches. He's only been on there for less than two weeks, so 
his lower back tightness could be all right to go. Um, they said they probably wouldn't have any workload limitations on him. So he's fine. It's the Dodgers is the tough part. So he's just fine. I'd rather go sail. I'd rather go to Scherzer. Uh, Bats, anything here on the Dodgers? Don't particularly love it. They're all up over 5K. It's just too tough to pay up for on this slate. They're probably going to come in at low ownership. And honestly, they probably should. Darvish is a good overall pitcher. Doesn't give up a ton of hard contact or extra base hits to lefties, righties. He's been okay at, but just overall a good pitcher that I'm not going to fault you for stacking him up or playing any individual back because they are that good, but I'm probably staying away. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any interest in either one of these teams bats-wise. Yeah, Tatis would be the only person, but 6.5K, far too expensive. Yeah, I mean, you could play him really any day, so. All right, we got the Yankees and the Athletics facing off in Oakland. This game at an eight and a half total. The Yankees are a slight favorite. Jamison Tyon against Kaplan. Any interest here in Tyon? He's fine, just but not really. Going up against Oakland. Oakland's obviously a tough match. They know how to work the count. They don't strike out a huge clip. Tyon always a little bit off and on how well he does. Very hit or miss. 7.8K price tag is the one thing where, yeah, I'll think about it a little bit, but I got a guy in the next game I drastically prefer. My pitching pool is going to be fairly small today, and I don't think time will make it in. Yeah, I mean, I don't love I don't love Tyon here. I can certainly see why um, you would take shots on him at seventy eight hundred. He is someone that's capable of going like twenty five plus fantasy points. So, I mean, overall upside wise, he's definitely in play. I mean, we have we have quite a few pitchers that are in really good spots today. Like Grant said, I mean, you could get different in your bigger bigger builds. Um, I mean, just by by I mean, narrowing down your pitcher pool. Kaplan on the other side, he's seventy four hundred. We know there's a ton of strikeouts in the Yankees lineups um, or Yankees lineup, but I mean, I just I don't think Kaplan makes a cut for me today. Yeah, same thing. I don't mind that price tag. He's definitely. Has shown some upside games. I'm not going to argue with it. Again, my pitcher pool is small. Rather go with Gallon. Rather go with the guy in the next game at the same price tier. So he just isn't going to make it because I can take either of the other two guys and get more upside, potentially less downside. So he's fine. I'm just not doing it going up against the Yankees, even in a pretty decent ballpark. All right. Yankees bats, anything here? Rizzo, 3.4K. Stanton Gallo, 4.2K. I like these prices. Kaplan's a solid overall pitcher, but those are a little bit too cheap for those guys, even in this ballpark. That's pretty much it. Anyone else you can go ahead and throw in there if you want, because the rest of them are fairly cheap, but not overly enthused for the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could always stack the Yankees. The lineup's good enough to stack the Yankees. Um, on the Oakland side, I mean, maybe, maybe like a three-man as well. But, I mean, the Yankees' bullpen is just so good, it's hard to stack against them. 
Yeah, and I mean the price tags of these guys like Marte's five point four, Olson's five point one, Chapman's four point seven, maybe Lowry or Canna at four K and three point eight K respectively, but maybe Moreland at two point five K. I'd go with the cheaper bats and probably not the more expensive ones. All right, we finish it out with Kansas City going up against Seattle. This game has an eight total, and the Mariners are a 155 favorite. You got Brad Keller against Yusei Kikuchi. Any interest here in Brad Keller? I have interest in Keller, and I have interest in the Mariners' bats. I don't know what's been going on lately, but Keller has been getting a lot of strikeouts over the last month. Seems to have something come back together. He definitely can have some walk issues. Mariners, decent strikeout team. So it's a weird spot where Keller's so cheap and he's had some good outings recently. And it's a good strikeout matchup that I'm going to be using him, but I'm also using a lot of Mariners bats. Yeah, I mean, the price. 5200 going up against Seattle. Need I say more? Um, like the the price is just too good to not have you know any like just even if you have a little interest, I mean that's I mean definitely something you should be looking at. Um, you say Kikuchi is one of my favorite point per dollar pitchers on the slate. We know that Kansas City is very beatable by left handed pitchers, and we know Kikuchi when he's on, he can go twenty five plus fantasy points. Yeah, Kikuchi the guy that I'm probably locking in on the slate. Casey, not really a great team. Decent amount of strikeouts. Kikuchi, while better versus lefties and versus righties, and while he can give up a lot of barrels, playing in a pretty decent ballpark. It's going to be 60 degrees outside in Seattle tomorrow. He has the strikeout upside while he's struggled with walks. Not really a ton of guys that know how to work the count that well. This is just a great overall spot for him. The price tag is way lower than we've seen in a long time. Just play Kikuchi everywhere. Lock him in. Uh, Kansas City Bats. I mean, if you're not playing Kikuchi, I think you're looking at maybe Perez and Merrifield. But outside of that, I mean, that, that's all I got. Yeah, you can throw in Dozier if you want. That was pop. Yeah. Like 2.7K. But I'm, I'm, like I said, I think I'm just all in on Kikuchi. Uh, any interest in the Seattle bats here? Love Hanniger, love Seeger, love Fraley, like Toro, like French, like Crawford, Kellenick, super cheap, Torrens, Raleigh. I like all of them. Like Keller, again, I'm going to be playing because of the strikeout upside, but he's definitely been beatable at times. This is a cheap lineup that you can stack. I'm, I will have probably 30% exposure to Keller and probably 30% Seattle stacks. That's that's what's going to happen. I'm playing both sides of it. Pricing on both of them are very, very solid. It's just one of those weird situations. All right. Um, let's play the morning grind game. Then we'll get out of here on this Thursday. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? You're going to have Kikuchi. I'll take Gallon. Yeah. Kikuchi and Gallon would be the two guys that I was going to pick too. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust? Patrick Corbin. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go. I'm gonna I mean, go there's one other option. Yeah, I thought you were going to go Eflin. No, I'm going to go you, Darvish, um, in this one. So. Way to not cheat. Yeah. I mean, uh, over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got? 
Chris Bryant. Right. I'll go. I'll go JD Martinez. I said Schwarber was my top play yesterday in the extra survey. He finally just hit a home run. Yep. Uh, um, over 4K or under 4K to get two hits. Fraley. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that he's batting leadoff, but give me Lamont Wade Jr. for the Giants. Stack to score six or more runs. Seattle. All right. I'm really, really hoping, even in this ballpark, the Giants can have a big day. Um, I really like the San Francisco Giants today. All right, Grant, any uh, final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no, I'm just going to watch this Dodgers game. Yes. I mean, it's the Dodgers and the Padres. What better way to fall asleep than to watch the Dodgers and Padres? Nice little 1-0 game. Yeah, I mean... There's a there's a ninety nine point nine percent chance of false. So. All right, that's gonna wrap it up here for Thursday. We'll be back Friday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. See you, kids. <laughs>